I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello Egg Chasers, and this is the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. We are here, all three of us, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and full of energy. Exactly. I'm, I'm Tim. Isn't that right, JB? That is right, Tim. Hello. Is that, is that right, Phil? Oh, absolutely, Tim. So, I'm looking at two shells of human beings right now <laughs> uh, in front of me, because, well, by, by way of research... And and rugby reconnaissance. Phil and JB have sacrificed their weekend. Oh my god! To go to Belfast and Dublin, and then back to Belfast. Yeah. And purely to find out on a, on a rugby um, seek and find mission. And um, much as you prefer to have been sat on your sofa back in Manchester, exactly, mate. Uh, we had to do so. You don't have to. Exactly. So obviously, round four of the European Cup and Challenge Cup happened this weekend. We'll uh, break down all of that. There's some breaking transfer rumours that well we're going to be breaking some transfer rumours everyone else can listen and follow Uh, there's some other news there's some talking points from the game and um, will this be our last one before Christmas how are we doing we'll work something we'll we'll get another one in between now and Christmas yeah it's easy unlike our competitors who will be having Christmas (laughs) off putting their feet up Um, I'll tell you what I'm not for this at all Do do you know what I need some inspiration you do need some inspiration what have you got there for inspiration, JB? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, <laughs> this is a guy who I used to think was one of the best rugby pundits around. Yeah. Giving a, I think as an inspirational talk. I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't know if he's the victim of mind-altering drugs or. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, something something's gone on here rather serious. Uh, would, would you like to be inspired by Will Greenwood? I think I need some inspiration. So Here we yes, go. Please. Let's, let's, let's just give this give, give us a whirl. Here, here, here we go, boys. In life, right? Find the people who are doing things well and strive to be like them. Strive to hit their standards. I watched England rugby train on Monday and walked away wanting to be a better person. Find that person who makes you want to be better. Find out what they're doing. Copy them. Emulate them. Plagiarise them. Whatever it takes. Find an inspiration and hunt them down. Well, I mean, this is his second take. Uh, the first one, they told him just to dial it down a bit. 
<laughs> so um, <laughs> I, I actually copied uh, Phil this weekend, and it was a disaster. You copied me? Yeah. Well, I was copying you. I plagiarised you drink for drink. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought you were plagiarising uh, George Best's <laughs> finest work, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what has happened to Will Greenwood? <laughs> well, I mean, if you were going to tell... He's clearly... He's like he's an... Inter- it's like he's... <laughs> I actually love how deep the story is. In life, right? In life. Right. <laughs> right, so... Chris Froome, he seems to be doing all right. I'm going to... What's, what's his secret? Oh... Yeah. By the way, try, try following someone around who, uh, you know, Steve Diamond. Terrible idea. <laughs> do not do that. Um, it's interesting. So has, oh. he, has he just done a CrossFit? Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Has he just done a CrossFit uh, workout or something? I think he looks like, he's high on endorphins right there. He looks there. like a broken man. Yeah. He's either done a CrossFit workout or he's just done two days of hard drinking in Ireland. <laughs> or that looks like a particularly good hot yoga session where he's just channeled <laughs> some spirituality that he didn't realise he had. He's, he's tapped it. <laughs> I, I've I've always liked I've always liked him. I, this is just it's just too much. Uh, yeah, I'm a long time fan of Will, but <laughs> I think this is an odd video. Well, while we're talking motivation and stuff, maybe I can go from a speech to some music. Yes, so please. So on the way back from Saracens v Claremont, not the game that happened this weekend in France, but the, the rearranged game that happened on Monday night in northwest London. Um, this is this is Nigel Owens with his other Welsh referees in the car. I don't know what the song is. He, he just changed the lyrics up there for some mon- months to mention. Yeah, if you want, go and have a look at Nigel it? Owens' Twitter account because you will see the most awkward Ben Whitehouse. Nigel keeps panning the camera around to Ben Whitehouse, who's just looking <laughs> like he doesn't. He wants to be anywhere else but there. <laughs> you can't get out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> we can, but it's on the M1 or something. <laughs> uh, you, do you feel sufficiently perked up, like a shot of caffeine, boys? Oh yeah, absolutely. I feel so much better. How now. was Belfast? Belfast oh, brilliant fun. Tell you what, uh, great people, great crack, whatever that is. Um, <laughs> horrendous taxi so- um, situation. <laughs> right, so, uh, from what I can tell, there are two ta- taxi companies in all of Belfast. One is called Scammer Cab, um, <laughs> and it seems like their modus operandi is not to pick anyone up at any time, uh, unless you phone, in which case it's either a one-hour wait or a 30-minute wait, depending on... Which you know you you phone one and you phone back immediately and you get two different times. Yeah, uh, yeah. The the, the 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 situation of the taxis alone can ruin Belfast. <laughs> Everything else, great taxis. Utter, it's an utter corrupt joke that there's only two taxi companies in all of Belfast and the market doesn't do, doesn't work to provide new cab companies. They don't. It's they don't awful. run on religious grounds, do they? <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, for a place which had so so much trouble, these are some of the least religious men that you'll ever come across. So yeah, but Belfast is amazing. I tell you what, Ravenhill is one of my favourite stadiums. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you you feel how much that they are into their rugby there. It's, it's the terraces all the way around makes such a difference. Yeah. Oh, it's quality. Yeah, it was brilliant. That wasn't it. Yeah. Um, not necessarily the best game 
although lots of points being scored, but uh, it was a brilliant, uh, brilliant outing for us. Yeah, it was. So we had Friday afternoon. We we landed on Friday. Had a nice steak steak dinner. It was steak a lovely lunch. steak dinner. A um, couple of pints in, and then went to the ground. Mm. Watched what was, uh, yeah. It certainly wasn't Harley Quinn's best you know, team. It wasn't was their it? best team. It's an interesting performance, though, in a lot of ways. Uh, I think a few guys. Uh, the one thing which stood out for me, um, I'm going to go with the bad first rather than anything else. I have a funny feeling Kyle Sinclair isn't doing his best work for Harlequins to the point that I, you know, if I was his director of rugby, or if I was involved with him in, in any way, I'd look at I'd look at dropping him because his attitude all game was absolutely terrible. Yeah, you know his body language, the way he walks away from the players, he doesn't celebrate with the players. It strikes me as there's something wrong then, there. And he's also very, very chopsy. And then he gave away a yellow card, and it's sort of yellow card. You could see this yellow card coming from about ten minutes out, in much the same way as you could see the um, Will Skelton yellow card. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. I actually said it, five, five minutes before that yellow card for Will Skelton. If I was Mark McCall, I would get him off the pitch right now because yeah. this is coming. Uh, and you could see that with, with Sinclair. I'm, I'm going to make a prediction. I think Charlie Walker will be considered for England at some point. Well, I think now might be uh, a good moment to mention a bit of transfer news I oh, God, then. come by. Ooh. As I understand it from my source, which I trust, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Alex Lewington to Saracens is a done deal. Oh, wow. That, that is good. Is, that is a good signing. That was a cracking signing. Uh, and for the reason I mentioned that is because you talked about Charlie Walker in terms of England terms. I think this will it will get Alex Lewington yeah. a, a, an England squad spot. Definitely, it makes him more more fashionable. <laughs> it's not about fashionable, but oh, he'll be he'll is. be playing he'll be playing at a higher level. He'll be playing in the Heineken Cup games or sorry, yeah. um, ch- Champions Cup games um, mm. and uh, and the like. But uh, so I understand that. Yeah, as has been rumored before, Nathan Earls to Quinns. Yep. Yep. Um, Chris Wiles. Mm. Oh, Nathan Earls to Quinns, really? Mm. That's a that's a shocking one to lose. How on Nathan Earl the the winger? Oh, sorry, I'm thinking of Ben Earl. Ben Earl the back row. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, Nathan Earls. Uh, Nathan Earl to to Quinns is rumoured. Yeah. Chris Wiles, his contract's up. Yeah. So I'm not sure where his future lies. He's about 33 or so. Yeah. But he Earls. plays for them a lot. Yeah. But, Ale- seems but I like him. But Alex Lewington and Liam Williams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you know? That is important, and without doubt, those two are better. But I just wonder for Saracens if Chris Wiles is better for Saracens. He's so Saracen-y, if that's the thing. He is, yeah. He's yep. very, he is, but and he's also for a long time he's been the best backup in the league. Yeah, because he he comes in, someone gets injured, and he can slot in thirteen, fifteen, yeah. right wing, left wing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I think he's even played a little bit of twelve uh, a couple of years well, ago. I seem to remember that as well. So. He's very useful, but yeah, he's 34 now. He'll be 35 at the start of next season. So I can understand him. Oh, Lewington would be an, an amazing addition. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Obviously, players don't talk to clubs until January the 1st, though. So um, uh, Obviously. So this, obviously. This is, this, is, uh, this is rumour and speculation at this point. Um, but I, wanted, I thought I'd just share it with you, a bit of information that I happen to have come by. Very nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I only mentioned that in the context of you saying Charlie Walker. He's rapid, that guy. Absolutely so rapid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he, he actually played like a guy who was a first-teamer 
with a, with a load of <laughs> blokes that you know weren't necessarily first teamers. Uh, Jamie Roberts was very very good. Probably one of the better games that I've seen him play. Yeah, Jamie Roberts did have a solid game, uh, but this wasn't really about the Quinns game. This was it was all about Ulster. Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, and that back three, that Ulster back three, Piatau, Gilroy, Stockdale is brilliant. You don't understand how powerful. Um, I mean like his explosivity into contact is truly terrifying yeah Um, the reason I don't I can't think of as many stand up players for Ulster as I can for Harlequins I think uh, actually they were just more dynamic as a team Ulster yeah yeah and um, and you the reason you don't know anything is because you left at half time to go to go for more beers. <laughs> well, so I, did, I watched the whole game. I did not leave at half time. There yes, was lo- there's been loads of articles recently about uh, oh, the drinking culture at uh, the Principality Stadium. Phenomenal. And, and uh, the number of people getting up and going for beers and not really watching the rugby at Twickenham. <sighs> that was you. You were just one of those statistics. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what, what 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 we did and we yeah. We don't make any apologies for it. There is a core of rugby journalists at the moment who are starting to really grate on me. And they are so pious, and they are looking for a story in anything. The, um, this week it's about um, Pacific Islanders playing rugby. Last week it was about drinking. They're just they are looking to cause trouble. Yeah, I like I, you pay your ticket. Do do what the hell you want. Yeah, yeah. go for yeah. beer. Do what you want. That's yeah. that's the whole point. That is yeah. the point to have a few pints of Murphy's uh, while you're watching your beloved Ulster. Mm. Let, let the boys play. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was a good game. Um, good performance by Ulster in some pretty poor conditions. This group has just got really interesting, though. Mm. Not because of this game, because Ulster should have got five point win and did get five point win, but because Wasps beat La Rochelle. Yes, it has opened up Pool One quite a lot, hasn't it? Massively. That's actually the worst possible result for Ulster. Yeah, because even though Ulster now can theoretically top the group, uh, Wasps can also qualify, and La Rochelle. Every game matters to those two. Yeah, so, so, so we play. It's that Wasps and Ulster battle at the Rico, for, which could be a battle for second. Or first. It, it could possibly be back in battle first. It's unlikely, I think. But well, La Rochelle got to come to the Kingspan. Uh, yes. It's on, because La Rochelle are a very, very good team, but they didn't travel particularly well to Coventry. They rested a few players. It's interesting team selection. Um, I'm not quite sure why they did it but it wasn't their strongest team which seems like a bit of a mistake but mm. I ha- I have no doubt that they will be putting out their absolute strongest team against Ulster yeah I think you're right there mate. no question we've got a little bit of a time to, before we get onto that so we can we can build up to that uh, at a later date but pool yep. one yeah is finely balanced uh, we may as well move to pool three because the, yep. ne- the next leg of your Irish rugby <laughs> tour was Dublin ah it was and on the way down we got we got to sit next to Gareth Steenson's mum Uncle and brother. We did. Made some polite chat. Yeah. Uh, JB mentioned his interview. of uh, Over and over again. Of Steeno. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Dublin was good fun, wasn't it? Yeah. That was... So, we were only in Dublin for kind of four or five hours. Couple of couple of pints. Met a long-time listener, Joe Heron. Yep. Oh, gave, good man. He gave us a, a set of whiskey. Which yeah, he gave you three. He gave three, you three sets. Have you got my one for me well, now? The have thing is, it? Tim. Well, I don't think we could have done that because it was a, it was a tasting set. 
So if it had given it to you, you wouldn't have had the full experience of the other two. Yeah. So basically, oh. by doing that, it would have ruined our experience. Oh, that was kind of you to um, to yeah. spare me from the disappointment of only tasting one. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate yeah, you, that. You need it there and then to co- you know, compare and contrast. I appreciate so sadly, that. it wasn't for you, mate. <laughs> one of those whiskies was del- delicious as well, yeah. I mean, they're, they're all very good, but one of them in particular was, was excellent. Oh, good man, Joe. Well, he was very complimentary. He said you were, you were absolute gents and... Um, yeah, nice. It's it's just a couple of rugby mad towns on match days, aren't they? Yeah, they are. It's not far off from an international field. Yeah, well, obviously with it being in the Aviva as well. Yeah, um, which was good fun. So we, we got to the game. Um, yeah. This this was interesting. This was so I thought Exeter were going to do it for a long oh, period did, of time, yeah. particularly when so obviously very early. Um, Sexton goes off. Yeah. Which actually isn't a big deal. I mean, that sounds silly. And no team is better without Johnny Sexton than with, with him in it. But it's just not a game that you needed him to influence. Well, the kicking was still very important. Um, but again, it was coming off nine again. It was losing the second nine. It was Yeah. So, so that yeah, it came off nine because it had to come off nine because Ross Byrne comes in and then he gets injured as well. So they end up kind of Nasewood basically just doing everything himself, uh, which he did very, very well, I mean, if they, very ably. If they knew how that game was going to pan out, they probably would have taken off Sexton and thrown on a back row to, mm. to replace him. Yeah. It, it, I, I, do you know what I think is the most impressive part about this? Is they've now won two weeks consecutively in very different ways. Ve- yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, um, I, they might have been... That might put Lenston out as favourites, not just to win... The group, which because they are favourites, but actually to win the whole thing. Leinster and Claremont, the only two Claremont, teams not yeah. to have not to have lost yet. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but so but there's a couple of. Uh, I'm interested how the atmosphere was and what people were saying in the stadium on around about 60 minutes when uh, McGrath collected a pass that definitely looked forward. Do you know what I didn't ah, see? That. Did, so we didn't get those replays. No. No. The reason you didn't get the replays. So it was it Levy, um, yeah, made little offloads and um, his hands, in my opinion, definitely looked like they were going forward. McGrath collects it and scores. The French TMO didn't even check it. Yeah. I, I could not believe that there was like, "What? You're not? You're not checking it?" I was also looking at um, Nasewa, thinking, "Oh, is it? Surely he's going to go and try and take that quick the conversion." Yeah. Which, by the way. That's a law that has to change. No, I like it. Really? It. Yeah, fine. I'm okay. I'm okay with that law. I, I, I think, well. I think really? I'm trying to watch him like drop, like drop a goal right from the corner. Yeah. And also, it's sort of an indicator as well. Like if you see someone trying to do a drop, yeah, drop goal, you you stop everything. Yeah, like, yeah. something's gone on here. Yeah, yeah. I quite well, like that. The ref realizing just as they're about to take the drop goal <laughs> hang on a minute I wait bet, what are you doing I, I but as soon as he this. kicks the drop i just i don't I, it just seems it, it seems an odd one like do you know where that's from i'm pretty sure it's an nfl thing so the whole thing in the nfl if you ever watch if they have, if they run a play and there's something to be reviewed on there they can't review it once they oh, play so they, another they, play. they'll take a knee they'll do a quick snap yeah yeah knee. so they'll they'll race we'll the line the and just play otherwise yeah. they will review it yeah yeah, I don't like that. But anyway, so the the, the French TMO didn't even 
check it and it definitely looks forward to me but no, well, clearly yeah, it wasn't something didn't... that people were saying in the, in the stands no, no. We, we weren't aware of it so it just looked like it tried to me but yeah and there we wasn't there wasn't really many replays or certainly no replays that showed that angle from where we were the only host play... broadcaster wasn't it don't, don't yeah, show that don't yeah. show that shot yeah <laughs> well the only one I do remember clearly watching was the yellow, yellow card. card for Keen Healy yeah which yeah. I thought could have been red yeah, let's 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 mention that one because, yeah, Keen Healy was getting a bit fed up with all this. There's all this messing around at the ruck, so takes a forearm to the face of Luke Cowan Dickey. Yeah, that's yeah. basically it. That's exactly what happened. I mean, Which, it wasn't that forceful, but if they've recognised he's put a forearm into someone's head and he's got a yellow card for it, that to me is a red card. Yeah, it's uh, the wrong sanction. It, so it, it, identified could, the crime. It, could, it could have been a red card. Um, yeah, it could have been. It, so the referee said no force, no speed, and that was his justification for for not giving uh, a red card and for giving a yellow only. But I, this is one little area where I, I can't remember who it was, but I think I remember Nathan Hughes connecting with someone, and it was a really small guy who got flattened. Oh, and he got a red. Yeah, I know exactly who you mean. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we argued about it on the pod. Yeah, <laughs> we definitely discussed it at length. So it was sort of Nathan Hughes, and I think it was someone who slipped and and yeah, sort of that. shoulder connected with head. Anyway, so my, my point being, I, I seem to remember, and someone please remind me at Rugby Podcast who it was, but I seem to remember, and, and the point generally is, had Keen Healy connected with um, James Short or Nick White, also. Nick White, yeah, Nick White, good example. So say Keen Healy smashed into Nick White. Probably would have sent him flying. As it happened, he hit Luke Cowan Dickey, who's a, a tough rooster, and and stayed stood up. And I don't like the the idea that the sanction will be different depending on the person that you connect with. Yeah, yeah. you're absolutely right. Because I'm, you're I'm you're you incentivizing someone rolling around. Then yeah, yeah, yes, you're also incentivizing hitting small people. No, no, not big, hitting big, big people. Yeah, big yeah. people. <laughs> Might maybe there should do be... what the hell you want, to Thomas Francis. Yeah. but maybe yeah. there should be an incentive to hit the bigger guys. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> Thomas Francis had the best game I've ever seen him play. He's had a few good games. He was yeah. re- he was genuinely really good. He uh, was like, and especially in that sort of game where you need you, like your big men to defend and work hard. That's exactly what he did. Oh, the final thing do, I wanted to say know? about the Keen Healy thing, just yeah. to maybe filling because yeah. again, what were people saying in the stands? What was the general vibe like? Oh, fair enough. Uh, I think everyone kind of. I got the vibe that yellow was about right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a, I think they were quite, quite relieved actually. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine they were. The only other thing I I didn't like there, there was the there was the fact he hit a big fella and therefore etc. As I mentioned, but there was like an apologetic tone from the ref which I didn't like as well. He was like, yeah. "Kian, I'm I'm really sorry. I'm gonna have to give you a card." I just like what? I I guess that is from the sort of natural sense of injustice. Of I mean, these rules do create the, these scenarios where. Technically, this is a card, and I have to do this because this is what the sanctions say, yeah. and I'm also being assessed. Mm. Um, that's where it gets it. That, that's you know why I think they should like, bring back the high, like the high tackle and all of it. <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't a red. I don't want incidents like that to be a red card. But when you look at other incidents, you yeah. could you could understand if Exeter were a bit disappointed. Yeah, yeah, you can do. Yeah, and, and c- consistency is one of the most important things. Whether you you're right or wrong with the laws, you want to look at. Two similar incidents and see them, know the outcome. Yeah, and see them being dealt with in the same manner. Mm. Yeah, agreed. But uh, it was so. It was a very good start by Exeter, but the way that Leinster 
came back and bossed it and controlled the game and suffocated Exeter from getting yeah. any ball. You could see Exeter just running out of ideas. Yeah, well, they, they just couldn't. Yeah, they couldn't keep the ball, particularly in that second half. It was just Leinster yeah. and again there was like, and again. There were just key times as well. Very an Exeter that they would make a mistake. One was a, one was a line out in I think the Leinster twenty. Uh, which went awry, and there's another one as like a, a knock on uh, from I think Jack Noel actually, but yeah, you can just feel it slipping away, and these critical times. Leinster and Munster sort of have this boa constrictor quality about them, don't yeah. they? They just they take those three points, yeah. creep up, and then they're out of sight before you know it. Mm. Munster were were very impressive the way that they won, and even the way that they finally um, took the bonus point off Leicester at the end. I didn't. I didn't see any of that game. I was sleeping. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish I'd been sleeping. So Exeter, they're not going to progress. Um, and pull three. Is, is that definite? I mean, does that look like it's pretty much? I, I mean, runners, no, no. But, three runners up can go through. So there's yeah. there's going to be no catching Leinster. They'll finish top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it will be. I think it's going to be hard for Montpellier to be a best runner up, or well, that's their best hope. I think. Yeah, so Montpellier have got to travel to Exeter. Yeah. So Exeter could bonus point win them at Exeter. I mean, that could happen. It Conceivably. Could yeah, yeah. And then maybe Glasgow don't field a full-strength team. Which you think... Sandy Park. Yeah. Which I expect Exeter to be able to handle Glasgow yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. So Exeter so it's could... It's possible, yeah. Again, that, that game, Montpellier at Exeter, is um, it's going to be a big one. But it could end up just being Leinster coming out of this pool. I could see teams taking points off each other still. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Montpellier could quite easily beat Len- beat Leinster on their on their day because they are well, they're just f- a phenomenal team. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just going to uh, take a, a brief moment before we go on to any of the, the other rugby to because it's it's the what's the date today as we're recording this seventeenth seventeenth one week tomorrow as we record this or one week today as you probably will be listening to this if you get the podcast on a Monday when it's always out first thing yeah uh, it will be Christmas Day so. Yeah. Take care of someone that you care about, or if not, take care of yourself for the measly sum of four pounds with Cornerstone. Cornerstone, the mail order razor company, the best that you can get in, in our opinion. That sounds like a, 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 a the strap line for another razor company, but we believe it's the <laughs> infinitely better. And what is more, uh, you could get because you listen to us a free metal shaft engraved with your initials, or for someone special for Christmas their initials and uh, six razors in a presentation box perfect little present and it'll only cost you four quid Santa Claus if you want a, a little stocking filler for people this would be an ideal choice and as I say because you listen to us you get a cracking deal just four quid to give it a go no obligation but we think you want to carry on cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers that's cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers or egg ten at checkout do the right thing for Christmas that's right so we just mentioned the Munster Leicester game. So shall we jump across to Pool Four? Yes. So Munster handily beat Leicester uh, at Welford Road for the first time in eleven years, as you uh, reminded Peter Omani when you gave him his that, man of the match performance. Is it Omar? I, I, I still don't know. I, I wanted to ask him afterwards. Is it? Can I say Omani or is it Omarhani? Do I have to like? Do I have <laughs> to pronounce the O? Omani. So you asked him a question and he answered a completely different one. So your first question was, how how did you boys do that or something along those lines? Well, yeah, well, yeah that was a uh, yeah it was eleven years since the Munster size won here. Yeah, 
Um, really tight pull, so that's a massive win. What do you put it down to? So first thing he does, thousand yard stare. Like he, you know, he look through me, yeah, yeah, com- completely. But and then he answered, when, you, when you've seen some of the things he's seen <laughs> out in battle, I understand that. <laughs> and then he just conti- he just starts answering not about that question. Yeah, very uh, well. And he gave basically the same answer to every question that you asked him, regardless yeah, of what, what you were asking yeah, him. Yeah, he did. To be fair, his mind was probably elsewhere. It, it was. He didn't look happy with that win. I mean, he might have been really happy. Uh, he wasn't happy with the win, and he wasn't happy with man of the match. <laughs> a vase? Pro- what do I do with a vase? Probably absolutely battered. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, secondly, I, I, I think that you're probably right. You know, it he, will probably go away, and everyone else would have been whooping and hollering in the changing room, and he'll he'll just be going, yeah, well, okay, fine, well, on we go. Yeah, but well, that, and that's one. who you want as a captain. I'm delighted that he's he's resigned. Yeah, Stanley can go. <laughs> if that's what Stanley wants to do, Stanley can go. I think it's amazing. Well, they're getting in Tyg Burn from Scarlets. Who's had Burnie a great season? Or burn, burn. I'm pretty sure it's burn. Yeah. They're getting Tyg Burn from um, from Scarlet. He's had a great year at number eight, so they'll have a kind of like for like with CJ Stander if he does go. But as we discussed last week, I mean, I'm, it's, he's not going. I was surely, thinking about this. No, CJ Stander, I think could well be going, but and I've just I've sort of said last week how I'd be disappointed in him. But then again, if CJ Stander suddenly didn't start playing well, got injured a lot, Munster would get rid of him. Hundred percent. So it goes yeah. both ways, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it does. that's true. He does. He did have a good game, Stander. Yeah, he did. He, he carried very well. Uh, and is this his last year's contract? Mm, I, I think so. Yeah. I'm amazed I haven't done that, done that one earlier. Yeah. Well, if they've only just wrapped up their skipper, then, you know, priorities. Yeah, yeah it's probably in the pipeline. Yeah, this was good. And that half-back pairing, Ian Keatley a, a few years ago, I thought was kind of... Yeah, he, he probably had his day in a green shirt. Um, he looks. He looks great. Decision making is outstanding, and there was a time, kind of halfway through the second half, where George Ford puts this brilliant, um, like a sixty-yard crossfield kick that bounces. I think it was over Omani's head actually, and bounces perfectly. And then two minutes later, Ian Keatley does something very, very similar. Mm. Yeah, that is good. That is impressive. Uh, what's happened to the other lad who's not Irish yet? Cloty. No, he, he, he looks an he looks a proper player, doesn't he? I, I don't. I hate pro, I hate the project players. I will I will personally I will hold it with total <laughs> disdain if he pulls on a green jersey in a couple of years' time. But he looks an amazing specimen. He's <laughs> he's kind of he's so squat and his quads are enormous. He's um, rapid as well. He out sprinted Johnny May chasing back. No, no one out sprints Johnny May. <laughs> <laughs> Have a look. I think it looked like he did. I, Johnny May must not been trying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how was Manu on his first game back? Uh, yeah, he had his moments. He did. He had he had a few, a few good good runs, good moments. I, I was, I guess it was the the conditions, but I was surprised he was on for eighty minutes. Mm. Um, and he, but he was, was still looking good, as in his conditioning was was good because he was still making breaks, making meters. Uh, right up to the final whistle, he, yeah. he was he was going hunting for big hits. Yeah, he was he was he was desperate to get back involved and have an impact. So uh, that's going to take some time to kind of re to readjust to get them all all back in. Yeah, it just feels like every time they get someone near to fitness, they get someone out in, injured. Yeah, like, like Vianu, Vianu's yeah. out. Yeah, huge loss. That is a big loss. And the back row is bang average. I'm afraid. I'm sorry to say, mm. it is. Uh, <laughs> I think Mapalangi can be exciting. That doesn't make you necessarily a good flanker. Now, one of the problems from Leicester and this was 
the penalty count. They Eleven did, in that first half, of which five were Dan Coles. Yeah, oh, really? Dan Coles himself Th- gave their away one five British penalties. lion. Obviously, Ben Young's opted mm. not to go, so he would have been. But their one British lion, so one of their most experienced players. Yeah, just lost his head. Five penalties. And the, the fifth one was a yellow card for him. Was this at scrum time or was it? No, just open, just, just open play. A lot, a lot of um, Ugh, a lot of dri- a lot of driving malls breakdowns. Yeah, yeah. And mm. and then the um, the Munster yellow card, Ryan, when he just taps the ball, so he's in a rook. Ben Young's five yards from Munster try line picks the ball up as Ben Young's likes to do pick it up rather than pass it straight away yep. and he just like <laughs> slaps it out of his hand here you go yellow cards <laughs> get off Ugh. which could have cost Munster but they did very well not to let it affect them yeah so they top the group now yeah so Munster will qualify yeah uh, but the game versus Racing well, I think I, so I, I look at pool four like this Munster are going to qualify yep. yeah uh, the game against Racing is going to determine if they get a home quarter final or not basically, yeah pretty much and I think that that Munster will probably be the only team to emerge from pool four. Yeah, you're probably right. You're there. Probably right. Yeah, which is a bloody good achievement considering the teams in there. Yeah, for Leicester, so they were you know go back a month they'd won six games in a row. Yeah. Now they've lost four on the bounce and they have Saracens at home, Exeter away as their next two games. Oh, and by the way, Saracens have lost seven on the bounce. Seven yeah. on the bounce. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess one of them has got to end that that losing streak. Draw. Well, both of them <laughs> end it with a draw. Yeah. Yeah, so extra loss two on the bounce. Oh my god! Yeah, so so the, the other game in this pool, Racing fairly comfortably beat Cast. Um, the the only real thing of note is the bizarre uh, Cocker yellow card, um, Imoff red card. Yeah, I've not seen this. What happened? So Cocker picks up. I can't remember who it was. It was one of the Racing backs. He's, so goes to tackle him, uh, but because of he's picking up from the back of a rook. He kind of half suplexes him, so he gets him as if he's about to do um, an Undertaker tombstone type mm-hmm. type move. Uh, he doesn't actually do it, so he kind of the player comes down to his feet. But as he does it, um, Imhoff just runs in, headbutts him, and then slaps him in the face. Idiots! <laughs> so Cockett gets a yellow card, and it's only on viewing the replay that anyone actually notices the Imhoff headbutt because he didn't do any damage but there was a clear headbutt so he will get quite a long ban for this moron yeah rightly so he'll get a a long ban it's just so stupid yep agreed Uh, yeah that is stupid Uh, like I think did you see just changing slightly stupid people Uh, Will, (laughs) uh, Will, Will, Will Skelton yeah when he gets up using that player's head yeah Right, I think there's nothing in it really. It's just you know, if the referee catches you, yes, slap on the wrists. But there is a very strong rule. Chris Ashton got caught by it. Hands to the eye area. I mean, that is hands to the eye area. Yeah, his hands were covering his. I mean, like yeah. Will Scott's hand will cover your entire face, your yes. entire head. And there's absolutely no doubt. You know, there was, sorry, not no doubt. There was absolutely no sign of gouging or anything like no, that. No. It's just him nope. being stupid. But surely the laws have to be applied. I think. I think they'll look into it. I don't think anything will happen. Well, that's not on because it is, it is the law. Yeah, there's a difference from the Ashton and from some other ones where it is more of a like a hook mm. and a gouge. This wasn't. It was completely open palm, fingers nowhere near there. But 
he does make contact with yeah, the Yeah, I, I don't like that phrase that includes area. When you, it's no. like, you like, do you mean the, eyes? the the neck slash shoulder area? <laughs> yeah, the eye slash nose area. Come on, <laughs> yeah, because we have other words to to describe those other areas, like head, shoulder, cheek, eyes, cheek, cheek for, forehead. Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. You can exactly. use actual words. <laughs> uh, so I was thinking about this on, on, on today when I was um, with Manitou Lange's return to form, and uh, I've just I'll just run through it. It'll take me one minute, but I've yep. kind of got a sick note fifteen. Oh, okay. oh no! Yeah. Um, so uh, so Alex Corbiziero and Paul Doran Jones. Yeah. Rob Hawkins at hooker. I couldn't really think of a good hooker that had been spent ages out injured. Anyway, mm. and the one area Dane Coles actually. Dane Coles. It's not bad. He's probably a good one. The only one I couldn't think of pretty much for any position was second row, which I wonder says more about the nature of second rows and their robustness. Mm. They are the giants on the field, but I couldn't think of many. Uh, the back row, however, tons of back rows. Stephen no, Ferris. What, what, um... Jeff Pauling. Pauling's not a bad shout, actually. Yeah. Did, did, but he, he didn't t- spend no, that yeah, long yeah, out, did he? Three months out. Three months? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I'm talking like players that have three, had... Three months out once. Like premature, yeah. in, premature retirement, spent years on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah. we really want to revel in their in, in the misery. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Croft, who was honoured before the game uh, today. Uh, and Tom well, and Tom Reese, it could be a yeah. back row. Stephen Ferris, Sam Warburton, yeah. Jamie Forrester. Yeah. Do you remember him? Was it Jamie yeah. Forrester? Yeah, Jamie Forrester. Yeah, what a talent he was for Gloucester back in yeah. the day. Harry Ellis at scrum half, jo- Johnny Wilkinson at nine, Manu Tuolangi and Henry Trinder as the centres. Wingers yeah. Luke Fitzgerald and Miles Benjamin, and uh, fullback Will Addison. Yeah, that's a pr- there's a lot of talent that was wasted through or has been wasted <laughs> in those incredibly talented guys' careers. Yeah, but Manu, hopefully, this is the Touchwood. This is this is him turning the corner. And don't, yeah, don't Leicester need it. When you actually look at their potential best starting lineup, it goes back to what we were talking about before the season. When and if they can get Ben Youngs, George Ford, Manu Matamua, Manu Tuolangi, Johnny May, Talusa Vianu, and a another. Yeah, it doesn't really matter who that other player is. Probably Adam Thompson. Yeah, it is a great backline. That's not that's not their issue though. It's It's really not. It's their pack. So I was um, reading an article. I can't remember who wrote it. Probably in the Times. And they pointed out that you know the Premiership is savage. I mean, I'm not going to go, 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 go into it again. But prior to the Exeter game, Leinster sent the team away to um, Treviso, and only three of the players that started that game then started in, in the European Cup campaign. Yeah, and you just don't get that equivalent in the Premiership. Yeah, you can't do it. And by the way, you know you're foolish if, if you're sending a second team over 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 to Treviso <laughs> nowadays. So be it on your head. <laughs> So, uh, did do, do, do you see the Treviso game? No. It's, it's cracking, mate. Cracking. Um, Bob, Barbieri played very, very well. Um, Scarlet's ultimately ha- hammered, though. Yeah, uh, Scarlet's, hammered. Scarlet's did play very well. Uh, Davis has scored... Um, uh, scrum off scored four tries against him in two games. Cheers. That's impressive. Yeah. So, so am I right in saying, in the last two weeks, in 12 fixtures involving... Avicii Premiership sides, there was only one win out of 12. Is that right? Wasps uh, this week. Wasps were the only team and this Bath. week. Oh, and Bath. Bath, yeah. Yeah, so two. So two wins out of a possible 12 for the Avicii Premiership. Mm. Yeah. Because you can't hide behind that, well, or they were away from home, or this is yeah. home They've and away. Equal games there, yeah. Two wins out of 12 is that's not rubbish. Good. Yeah, that is not good. But Bath. Bath yeah. seems to have been like qu- 
quietly, like very under the radar, but putting in some really good performances. Yeah, pool I mean, five is 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 the hardest one to call. Ridiculously tight in the top three of pool five. Yeah, two of those two of these teams will probably qualify. Yeah, and Scarlets are in the worst position because they have played Benetton twice now. So yeah, Bath and T- but so they and they've actually got the bonus point twice, which is really important because Bath, Bath didn't get the to. bonus point. Yeah, and Benetton drew, uh, pushed Toulon very very close. So where I think Scarlets will kick themselves is that game they lost against Bath at Parky Scarlets. Yeah, you're right. Because that's, that's that was set one. up for them to win, and everyone was talking up like it was just you know, a standard walk walk in the park. Oh yeah, yeah that was Reese Priestley going home, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Now Bath, this was a monumental defensive effort, was it? Yes. Uh, Tom Tom Dunn topped the uh, tackle charts Denator. with thirty three tackles. Bloody hell! Wow. Charlie Yule's twenty two. Uh, Francois Lowe nineteen. Um, Jonathan Joseph, 15. Usually those front five forwards defend the fringes, which indicates the way that Toulon were playing. But yeah. why, was the condition... I didn't see this game. Were the conditions particularly bad? Why were, to, why were Toulon playing Condition, just around the fringes? Yeah, conditions weren't great. I, I think Toulon have... It kind of feels like that's the way they're, <laughs> way they're playing at the just moment. Trying to bludgeon their way to try lines. Yeah. But Bath... So the monumental defensive effort. But... Um, Watson and Jonathan Joseph did look good. They, their kind of attacking potential. Watson scored two tries, one of which was set up wonderfully by um, by JJ. So it is. They seem to have gone under the radar a little bit, but they've they've positioned themselves quite nicely. Um, Bath, which is interesting when you consider that their their team is certainly not the best. As in, <laughs> they are at times like you've made the point, JV. Just getting fifteen blokes on the field. Yes, exactly. But um, the kind of coaching structure that you, um, they've put in, in place now—they're looking very good. They're a well-organized, well-oiled machine. So, so Paul Five, what was, what's the point situation there, and the fixtures left to come? So, uh, Bath and Tullon are both on thirteen points. Yeah. Uh, Scarlets are on twelve, and then Benetton on three. But Scarlets have to play Bath and. Toulon. Um so they play Bath at the wreck. Yeah, but they'll play Toulon at home. Oh god, Ooh. Bath are going through, aren't they? Bath are qualifying. It sounds like it. Bath are getting out their pull and and, so, and and one other. So you say Bath they have to get a five point win against Benetton, which they probably will do because Benetton have got nothing on the line now. Yeah, otherwise it'd be, t- it'd be tough. Um and then they've got to get something out of a home game against Scarlets. I'm glad that you're referring to them as they should be and, and the man who's now taken it on upon himself to support them is still calling him Treviso. Is that because you're just a... Well, because they're, uh, they're based in the town of Treviso. I know, but they're, they're, they're Benetton now. They've dropped the Treviso completely from Have the name. They? Yeah, it's Benetton Rugby now. Don't worry, I, I've been asking that. I've been like, is it Treviso? Is it Benetton? <laughs> yeah. Well, they are based in the town of Treviso. They are, they certainly are. So, I'm going over very, very soon. <laughs> what, what, watch his space, that's my next my, my next rugby trip. Uh, other than obviously Madrid, obviously Madrid. Oh, Madrid, our tier two tour. Yes, they've not mentioned that for a while. We're, we're, no, we're, Tim. Yeah, so we, we're, we're headed. Well, in 2017, we headed off to Bucharest to see Romania v Georgia, and Romania win the tier two Six Nations competition. Yeah, and yeah, we had a great old time. We had a, what 
well over 100 people coming coming along. We put on a live show. People came along to the game. And the amazing thing about these is they're so grateful to have rugby fans that really know and love yeah. their rugby in their country watching the they abs they roll out the red carpet and um and, and we had a good old day of it watching six nations rugby mm. and then doing a live we literally have we have literally nine tickets left wow yeah and then after that, i mean don't don't worry about that too much because if they sell we'll just move to a bigger venue but um yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'll uh, check i'll check if the arena in madrid is uh, is free <laughs> it's going to be quite something well, we there's, will, a, there's we, a football stadium in madrid isn't there there is yeah yeah but, we could do that yeah yeah, <laughs> well, I'll ask, we'll ask Ronaldo if he uh, if he doesn't mind. Um, so yeah, we're going to Madrid. They will love to see us there. It's uh, Spain versus Germany is the game that we're going to go and watch on the Sunday. After that will be after a live podcast, and after that, Wales v Italy will be on. But and then on on the Saturday, we're going to spend the day watching all the Six Nations matches in a in a authentic Italian bar mm. in Madrid called what is it? O'Neill's. 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 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so find out the information on our Facebook page. Uh, tickets still well. There's tickets available for the for the live show. Flights out to Madrid are dirt cheap, and um, uh, come join us and tons of other egg chasers as we let the boys play. Absolutely, it'll be good fun. My dad's threatening to come as well. Is he? Ooh. How would you feel about your dad coming? Oh, my dad wouldn't bother. Yeah, no, no. But if your dad said he was coming, what? Uh, it'd be quite good fun. It, yeah, uh, yeah. It, I it, would recommend it to anyone. If my dad came, it would cost me a lot less in beer. <laughs> oh, you make a good point. Yeah, yeah, a lot less. Yeah, and you could do useful things like man the tag stall. Yes, <laughs> man the tag stall. <laughs> uh, right. So, so the group that we've not really spoke about yet. Yes, pool two. Oh yes, the big one. This was this. Oh, uh, that so, one. So Cl- was... Claremont are going to get a home quarter final. Yep, done. So it's all about the battle for second now. Yeah, which is actually a battle for second. So Saracens having lost twice and Ospreys having won twice. Oh my god! Means that Ospreys are ahead of Saracens in the table as things stand. So Claremont on 18 points, won four, four from four. Ospreys on 13, won two from four, but picked up five bonus points. Mm. Uh, and Saracens won uh, two from four and only picked up three bonus points. Mm. Oh my word. So you, imagine if Ospreys qualified from this pool. That would be. Astonishing. Bath, you would have got unbelievable odds on Ospreys and Bath yeah. making the quarterfinals. So, yeah. Uh, okay, so here's my little bit of in, insider info. If it is that, it's probably oh, widely on. known. In fact, it's probably not insider info at all. Um, there is no coach at, North, at Northampton. That isn't the insider info. There is more. <laughs> um, this week's training on Friday was taken by one Paul Gustard. Interesting, isn't it? Mm. That is interesting. He's, I mean, he's going nowhere. He's helping out clearly. I think it's weird they're helping out. I didn't realise the rugby fraternity was so close and comfortable with people just showing up and helping out. Mm. Well, well, it is. I mean, I'm sure he's getting uh, remunerated for his consultancy role. Yeah, I just don't even think it's that. It's just something a little bit weird about parachuting in a national coach. Well, and I, how would the other clubs think feel about yeah, it? Yeah, it's a little bit different in Ireland because the. IRFU is so you know players are contracted with the IRFU, but I know that Munster have had Andy Farrell mm. working on their defence in the last few weeks whilst they mm. wait for this South African. Let guy. me guess, did he talk about line speed? I think he might have mentioned uh, line how, speed. Yeah. Winning the collision is that important? In yeah, defense? yeah. Is there anything else that we need to know? 
just more line speed. More, more line, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if I look at any defence, I can pretty much cure it instantly with more line speed and a collision. <laughs> uh, that will be uh, 400k a year, please. <laughs> and you got to get some, bring some wolves to train in. Absolutely. Well. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what The easy Defence coach. <clears throat> High-level defence coach, right? With lads that know how to, how, to, how, uh, how to defend and how to hit. Simply the easiest job on earth. Money for old rope. How many, how many minutes roughly has this podcast been going now, JB? Uh, 46 minutes. 46 minutes. Well, well, however long, 46, 50 minutes. Can I just commend you? We haven't yet mentioned sail sharks. And yet on the on the midweek Malinder podcast, there was it extensive was, sail sharks chat. I don't know where that came from. Where <laughs> came from? Everything just got linked back to sail somehow. Yeah, well. Yeah. Had you just done a rugby dungeon interview with a sail sharks player? I had. It was Tom, fresh on your mind. Tom Curry. Tom Curry. There you go. Um, <laughs> the amazing Tom Curry. I, yeah. I yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. Him and Marcus. I, I do struggle to believe that these guys are only 19, but they are somehow. Frightening, uh, might not even be 19 yet. Uh Marcus, Marcus, Marcus Smith. Smith isn't. Marcus Smith is not. Did you see the jacket that he was wearing oh. the other week? A picture on Twitter. No, I don't think it just, so. It just looked like... Um, it was just a picture of him after the Quinns game when they when they lost to Ulster at home in the snow. And the jacket he had on afterwards, it was hilarious. It was Did just, his mum dress him? <laughs> it, it, looked, well, it looked like his mum had bought, bought him an outfit that she, thinking, oh, he'll fit that in a year's time. <laughs> like by the time he gets to upper six, he'll be, he'll be, he'll fit that very ill-fitting I jacket. What sort of contract he's on, right? Because start of the season, he wasn't the starting fly half. He was third choice fly half. Yeah, two lads go down. Turns out he's a genuinely great fly half. Yeah, yeah. no matter what happens now, he's already sort of there. I mean, he's eighteen, and he went round. Um, who was the the Ulster scrum off? Um, Cooney. Yeah, a, you know, a seasoned professional. Mm. He's eighteen. Yeah, step step around him. Done. Score. I, I wouldn't mind betting he's on just a basic academy contract, something like eighteen grand a year. Uh, exactly. What I'm and thinking. then, but he might be getting bonuses. Uh, yeah, for appearances, bonuses for wins. So when but, he goes to England squad, right? Probably his you know, the attendance fees to training are more than dub- like doubling his salary. Yeah, but, but I mean, what's, what's he got to buy? He's just got to nip down to the shop for some sweets and um, yeah. <laughs> got buy wondering. a video game. Oh, God. <laughs> buy Call of Duty when it comes yeah, out. Yeah, FIFA 18. I, I wonder if that's a real headache for, like, Quinns and every club. If you've got a young guy playing in your, in your team, particularly if it's like a Tom or Ben Curry. Oh, no, they played when they were 18, didn't they? Not when they were 17. Yeah. Marcus Smith, did he play 17? Uh, got I'm not get, sure. There's, there's, isn't there rules against it? Yeah, you've got to get a special dispensation. Yeah. No, no. Genuinely, there, there was in the Anglo Welsh Cup, the man of the match um, award was a bottle of champagne. Ah, and, that's where and, I'm going. And with basically, this. said if there was several players that if they'd have won it, we can't give them. We will have to give the award to. We'll have to give the bottle to someone else. <laughs> but congratulate the player on winning man of the match because they're under t- eighteen. You're too young to be man yeah. of the match. You know, yeah. Look, if you've got a special dispensation, right? To uh, play rugby, you should have a special dispensation under the law to drink beer. Yeah, it's it's ludicrous. Yeah, to if, you, if, you, if, if you're good put... enough to face up against some of these giant men, yeah, if you're if you're good enough to be putting your body on the line, playing professional rugby, yeah, you can put your liver you, on the line as well. You can have a pint, but like you can imagine a right old mess, can't you? With like, I don't know, I'm just trying to think of like a selfie between um, Vissa and. Uh, Rob Shaw, and then in the background, there's an absolutely wasted Marcus Smith. Or, you know, not even wasted. He's got a pint in his hand. Yeah, 
uproar from the rugby journalists. It's mad, isn't it? Because Marcus Smith will probably be genuinely excited about Christmas next week. Like, like he'll be, he'll be really, really excited. He's probably getting an Xbox. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be struggling to get to sleep the night before because he'll be so excited. Yeah. It's unreal. These guys, the talent they've got at this age. Uh, yeah, that's exactly and, the point. And, and what's frightening is you get, you're getting. So it used to be the case that say some of these second rows, like um, oh the extra Chiefs. Uh, lock Sam Skinner. Yep. Yeah. You used, to, like, you used to get twenty-two-year-old locks who were sort of like gangly, and then they'd fill out by the time they're twenty-six. Yeah. Now they come in twenty-one, twenty-two, fully formed giant. Oh. F- like developed men. Well, we yeah. were in the airport with Hartbury College. They were on the tables. Next National to us. League One. Yeah. Yep. Enormous men. Just yeah, enormous. Some big boys there. Like there is no filling out needed here. They are just. <laughs> <laughs> they are ready to go, mm. semi-pro athletes. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Oh, one thing I didn't mention on X to Chiefs. Yeah. I um, after they played at the Aviva Stadium, they went on a team night out. Yeah. They were all wearing all. I think forwards had one type of suit, backs had another type of suit. Or oh, anyway, was that they, the they split. They sort of split. I don't know whether it's forwards backs, but they split themselves into two groups. One group had uh, a very fetching blue festive suit it was like all christmas print but in a proper suit a cut yeah and uh, and the other guys had a red one so it was a blue and a red team now i'm all for this and i've learned that what rob baxter does is he gives teams he breaks the season up into little um i don't know cycles say six mm-hmm. or ten week cycles whatever it is and sets a target for a number of points and if they achieve that number of points they get to choose their reward ah clever and they they got their target of points for the last period and they chose their reward a night out after the Leinster game in Dublin. Good. Now, which is fine and I'm all for that and let the boys play and crack on. But what's the look? How do you feel about the look? So much sharing on social media of a massive knees up after you've lost. No, I don't mind they could have kept it private. They could have, but why should they? Because it is... It's what they do. It's their it's it, it's their process. In the same way that I don't think Saracens would. I mean, Saracens actually, because they win, people forgive them for forgive them a lot of things. If that if there were videos emerging of, for instance, Billy Vanapola playing for you know, Sale and being absolutely hammered just prior to the Lions, that would be a disaster. You know, and all you know the little silly hats that they wear and like the dungarees and so, so on so on so forth. Uh, but actually, that's why they're such a good team, and that's part of their process going forward. So, I, in a conventional sense, what you're saying makes, you know, is, is fine. But I, th- I think what X to d- do with their social media is it's, it's completely above board because of who they are. Oh no, no, I, I say it's above board. It's just that I can't, I'm kind of all for the night out and all the rest of it. But this, this, this need to Instagram it and share it, I don't know. So um yeah, do we send Rob Baxter divides it up into sections? Uh, I believe and... this is the case. Yeah, it, it it sounds likely because he also divides them up into groups for video analysis. They analyze each like each each other's videos, and they've also I think in prison they divide up the squad into fours maybe, and they all kind of keep track of their performance that that, that way. And it's competition for I think something like beers at the end at the end of the session, something like that. Hmm. Mm. Nice. Yeah. I also saw uh, it was Slade and Noel doing a, a very, what looked like a very cold uh, recovery session dipping into a lake this morning. Ooh. Which didn't look Where? like... Where? Didn't look like fun. I don't know. I, I sh- assume it'll still be in Dublin, but 
Yeah. Ooh, no, thank you. Um, talking about um, teams that give out rewards, fun sort of rewards. <clears throat> Do you know what they did on the last Monday that Jim Mallander was there? Or the Monday, bef- Monday before? Hmm. Is hmm. it Saints? Secret Santa? Close. Don't know. Trained Dorian in- West was Santa. Trained in fancy dress. <laughs> yeah, I like this. I've seen quite a few clubs have started doing this. Bath have done it recently. Quinns oh, have I, done I, it recently. Yeah, I, I, I saw Quinns doing it with the neon. Um, yeah, like the eighties, yeah. the eighties oh, gear did, in the they? gym. Right, yeah, they did um, a throwback one recently where they, where they were in like old school uh, other sports outfits. That's pretty. So they cool. had like a nineteen seventies athlete, a gym session, not a not out on the pitch session. I take it. Oh, I don't know. I assume that it was on the pitch. Oh, that would be awesome. But I bet it was the gym <laughs> session. Yeah, a weight session. Quin- Quinns was. Scarlets have done it recently as well. I didn't know that. Yeah, there's quite. It seems. To be like quite a big thing these days. Right, so whatever your team is, at Rugby Podcast, tweet us or whatever, just get in touch and let us know when, when your club has done one of these little novelty uh, events because, yeah, we definitely want to keep keep tabs on this sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, anyone got any more thoughts about Northampton's coaching situation before we go, go forward? Because you weren't <laughs> available to discuss this, were you, Tim? No, uh, my thought is it was inevitable, it had to happen, and as you pointed out, uh, kind of... Uh, just Jim Mallander going just seems odd to me. Dorian West staying. Yeah, odder still. It's really, uh, it, it seems odd. So I can't imagine that the new regime... So Dorian West, allegedly, is going to go to Newcastle at the end of the season. Why? They've, they've, they've got forwards coaches that are doing a yeah. good job. They're, they're, they're they're probably, they are getting a lot of bang for their book in that, that Newcastle pack. Yeah. So, so that that's the first one. And what's the fella? John Wells and well, and Dean Richards you've got there. Yep. Yep. You mentioned something very interesting about Northampton prior to the pod, are you allowed to say that on, on air? What's that? About the Saints co- coaching situation or the offer that it was that was made? Uh no. No. All right. We'll move <laughs> on from that. <laughs> uh, well, so one person that keeps getting linked with the job name very heavily. Uh, he's out in Texas. Yeah, in America is Mike Ford. I'm not sure about this. Oh, whoa! Sorry, that was Nigel Owens again trying to interrupt. Uh, I'm not sure about this whole Mike Ford rumor, and I, I don't, I don't like. I wouldn't like that move. It feels wrong from every single angle that I can possibly think about it. Yeah, there's no, there's not a single positive that I can think of. There's no. I mean, I can well, think George that... Ford might end up there yeah, at George some Ford point. Is the only positive. <laughs> um, so the only. <laughs> I mean, Mike Ford is a really good rugby coach. He's just not particularly well-liked in rugby circles, to put it mildly. Hmm. And the thought of him falling into another English job seems a little bit far-fetched, but it could happen. I think it's <laughs> testament to what a good rugby coach he is that he's still still considered. <laughs> His name keeps going into yeah, the frame. he's got a pretty, a pretty impressive pedigree and a great CV. Yeah, um, I don't think, yeah, I don't think anyone ever doubts like his rugby abilities, that's for sure. But I just wonder if the personalities are compatible. They need to get a really... How is Gary Gold going to, U- to coach USA compatible with Mike Ford coaching their, their biggest club club team, by the way? <laughs> I mean, is this the irony of all ironies? Because I assumed that Mike Ford would be going there in order to do some coaching for USA Rugby. Having Gary Gold there, delicious. Ooh, that is interesting, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. That is interesting. 
Hmm. Yeah, I don't think Mike Ford to Northampton works. Uh, the one, the one that I, the one that I would love to see, but I don't think it will happen, is Ali Hefa, um getting a head coach, getting the getting the main man job. He has been made head coach at Exeter Chiefs, but he is almost the main man there, isn't he? You'd have to be director uh, of rugby. He's the head coach, so yeah, it would it would be a step up to be director of rugby. But that's basically whatever man comes in. That that's what Northampton need is a, a total refresh of the whole culture. So um, Dorian West being promoted to director of rugby would be quite something, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be an interesting move. Although, is the attack coach that'll, that'll do it, allegedly? Well, is yeah. the attack coach who's doing it now? Mm. Oh, Alan Dickens. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. No, I don't know who he is. Yeah, well, I th- well there you go. Yeah. Quite. Exactly. So, it's... Um, it's it, I'd love someone like Ali Hefer to get it. I know Exeter Chief. I think Ali Hefer knows what side his bread's buttered on, and he will want to hang around because there's a potential England job after 2019 with Rob Baxter. Yeah, that's an interesting. Point. And Rob- not only that, I do think that um, Exeter haven't finished with this group yet. Yeah, and Rob oh, Hunter. Yeah. It's important to remember as well. Part of that Exeter coaching setup is Rob Hunter. Northampton State's former player, Rob Hunter. Oh, that's an interesting one. So that would be that would be another great shout. But mm. yeah, well, didn't, didn't Heifer play at uh, Northampton? Did he? And he did play at Northampton. You're right. Yeah, I know he was like Bedford for a long time. No, he definitely did. Definitely did. Yeah. Mm. Wait, Wayne Smith returning. Yeah, Ali Hifa played at Northampton from well, there you go. 97 to 2002. Well, there you go. Interesting. Oh, that's, that's, that's like 15 years. Uh, sorry, 97 to 2002. Oh, five years. Five years. Oh, there yeah. you go. Uh, so, yeah, <clears throat> th- those would be good shouts. Other than that, I haven't got a clue. I, yeah. I, I'd like them not to go for for a, for a Kiwi, but that might be it, or a Safa, but that might be inevitable. Yeah. I can't think of the outstanding South African <clears throat> guy available. The Kiwi would be Wayne Smith. I, I well, they keep... European sides keep finding these South African guys I've never heard of. They come and do incredible jobs, like the latest one, Johan van Graan. I know yeah. he was at Blue Bulls, who won three Super Rugby titles, but there you go. Excellent. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Uh, let's do next week's picks then. Yeah, well, th- there's a clear game of the week for next week, isn't there? Uh, I've not looked at the fixtures yet. Uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. Surely Friday, uh, Worcester versus London Irish. Ooh, yes. I don't know. Well, 
Sunday's game will be interesting, Leicester uh, Saracens. Oh yeah, Christmas Eve game. Well, so the Pro 14 fixtures, then I'll just run through these, <laughs> Phil. You get the Premiership yep. ones all ready to go. The uh, Saturday, the 23rd of December, that it's it's a lot of derby matches over the next couple of weekends. So you have got, on the 23rd, um, JB's beloved Benetton playing Zebre. <clears throat> oh, there we go, win Benetton. 2pm kickoff. Uh, I'll five, be watching that one. 10 past 5, Edinburgh versus Glasgow. Tasty. Mm, that would be, be interesting. <clears throat> which has got a return fixture the following week. Oh, hang on a minute. Wow. Hang on. Oh, no, it's fine. <laughs> and uh, and seven thirty five kickoff on Saturday. Connacht host Phil's beloved Ulster. Big win for Ulster. And then there's three games on Boxing Day. Uh, the Dragons, the resurgent Dragons against Le Bleu. Did Le, you read? The, so, do you read that message that we received regarding the Dragons linked with eleven different players? Oh no, that yeah. sounds that sounds like a good point to just dust that off, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so the Ross Moriarty. Thing continues. Obviously, he's signed, not on a national dual registered contract thing, whatever that is. NDR. Um, and because he's not on that, obviously, there's some money there. And the rumour is they're looking at bringing back players such as Chartres, Hibbard, Falatel, Falatel, who, who we did mentioned last yep. week. But serious money, and there's 11 names uh, which have been banded about uh, to return to Wales. Mm. So what's what's your space? Well, so George North will be the fourth one. So then there's seven more. Yeah, and you don't have them to hand. I I will I will get them by next week. We, we got a. Uh, I'm not going to use your name in case you didn't want it to be used. But thank you very much. You know who you are at Rugby Podcast. Uh, the rumor mill in Leinster is Sean Cronin off to Bristol. Mm, I can see that. That yeah, that did get mentioned this weekend. Yep, good for Cronin. Not not so good for Bristol. <laughs> it, I mean, I mean, that's not a knock on Sean Cronin by any stretch. A fantastic player. You, you're, you're a big Cronin fan. I'm a huge Cronin fan. I just think Bristol are going to, you know, squander all their money again and end up. They'll they'll stay up and then they'll get get relegated. They're, yeah, they'll go up and then they'll just yo-yo. Yeah, because they they can't just buy these players in and hope it's going to work. It won't. Yeah. How about this for a bit of Boxing Day viewing? Munster versus Leinster. Well, if they put all their full teams, that will be that will be the game of the week across both teams. But the question is, will they do that? And if they don't, it's going to be well, it's going to be like it always is. <laughs> and uh, rounding it off, Scarlets v Ospreys. Hmm. Which now, to be fair, whereas the Irish let let their fans down, the the Welsh take, take these derbies very seriously, so they will be good. Yeah, that'll be an interesting game as well because yeah. Ospreys are resurgent. In the Champions Cup, albeit against the dreadful Northampton. Yep. Um, and Scarlets haven't been as great in the, the Champions Cup. Well, they've been unlucky in a way. I mean, they're just not a mature enough outfit to beat Toulon. Um, they had a nightmare against Bath. But then they've had two bonus, points win, two bonus point wins against the grittiest team in Europe. <laughs> as much as you love uh, Benetton. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure we can actually learn that much about uh, well, Scarlet's you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. <laughs> Do you know what? I feel like we're ever so slightly flagging. I feel like we need another little hit of uh, motivation oh, before yes, we please. get into the games. Oh, right, so let's find... Uh, uh, <laughs> what would I do if I really needed to get motivated? Where would I, where would I look? <laughs> oh, hang on. Found it. Sorry. In life, right? In life, right? Find the people who are doing things well. 
<laughs> strive to be like strive to hit their standards it's a full on breakdown isn't it I rugby train on Monday and walked away wanting to be a better person find that person who makes you want to be better find out what they're doing copy them emulate them plagiarise them whatever it takes find an inspiration and hunt them down <laughs> It's awesome, isn't it? It's genuinely awesome. <laughs> right, yeah. I, f- I feel and ready and raring to go. Yes, now. come on, let's do on this. To, let's find to... your inspiration and then hunt them down. <laughs> on to the Aviva Premiership. Shall Avicii. We start... Avicii Premiership. Shall we start uh, back to front? Go back to front. <laughs> let's go back to front. So Sunday, Christmas Eve, three mm. o'clock, Leicester host Saracens. Both desperate to find a win. Yeah, Leicester but with four defeats, Saracens with seven in a row. Bounce. Now, um, both have also had particularly tough games as well, particularly brutal games mm. uh, in Europe. Uh, I find this one really difficult to call. I think Saracens, I think Saracens are going to go there and win. I think, I think you're right. I think Saracens are going to go there and batter them. I'm not sure what what will be good to see is more of that Leicester backline. Yep, I, I, I want to see more of Tamua and It's Tamua not going to be enough. Just adding more talent isn't going to be enough for Leicester. Um what they need is talent and time for them to bed in together. Exactly. Saracens uh, are going to show up and they are going to humiliate them and I believe they're going to humiliate them with about by about 15 points at Wilford Road. By all accounts, Owen Farrell has been incredible this last week in training. He stepped up a, a, as captain, and uh, as we mentioned, Saracens looked really good for yeah. for a while when he uh, came away in, in Claremont. When's the last time that Owen Farrell got got criticised? I mean, uh, that match he had uh, what, last Monday. Um, that's, that's that's the first time in ages that he's had any any flack. So I'm, I'm not surprised that there's been some sort of reaction. Yeah. Yeah, they they have reacted. Even though they didn't get the win against Clermont, yeah. they reacted in the right way. And the manner of their performance was so much better than than Monday. Yeah, and Saracens' next two games are Leicester away, and oh, sorry, Leicester away, Worcester at home, but then Wasps away as well. They'll win all, all three of them. Yeah, so Wasps could be difficult. Actually, they are they are finding some good form now. Yeah, it, it was a it was a great win for for Wasps. This week, so I, I think Saracens will sneak it at Welford Road. I think you're probably right. Yeah. yeah. Then the three o'clock kickoffs on Saturday. So we've got Newcastle Harlequins. Mm, they can't Keep, tell you who's going to win. The, the Christmas Eve game, by the way, is live on BT Sport. Make sure you give it a watch. Mm. Are you working that one? I am working that one. Yeah. Uh, which one is it? Sail Bath. No, less the. Less oh, the Saturday game. Uh, I think it's Northampton Exeter. What? It's a terrible choice. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, Wasp Gloucester would be the, the better one actually. So Newcastle Harlequins, I'm saying Newcastle by seven points. Yeah, um, don't know. Northampton Exeter, Exeter by ten points. Yeah, might yeah at least. Sale Bath, Sale by seven, I think. Yeah, I think Sale will win at home. I don't know. I'm liking Bath, although Sale have just rested most of their players against Cardiff and Bath have had another particularly brutal fixture against Toulon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, maybe Sale. Sale look in good shape as well. Not very, not many injuries. They'll, they'll, they'll be all right. 
And then Wasps Gloucester. Wasps. Give me Wasps. That Nizam, Nizam car is a proper find. Yeah. Never never heard of him before he Are came to not, the Avicii. Uh, not really, he had, no. He, he had quite a good game against... Um, the Saxons. Saxons, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yes. he's not a bad player. Yeah, you're right. All right, M boys, hold your horses because have we not got a game of the week? We have got a game we of the week. We have got a game of the week. Wrong. <laughs> there we go. With Leo Vegas, you can win. We love the guys at Leo Vegas. They've got a brilliant mobile app. Their website's fantastic as well, leovegas.com. There's a, a whole array of different rugby bets, and they love their rugby, so it's the place to go. Also, other sports as well, for that matter. There's, for example, um, live cash-in, cash-out bets. There's the widest range of bets you can find for your rugby to make your match days even more uh, fun as you bet responsibly when the fun stops, stop. Yeah, uh, but our Leo Vegas game of the week is Worcester Warriors against London Irish. Wow. Um, now these currently occupy eleventh and twelfth place. I can't see in it. the table. Um, Worcester though have been a little bit resurgent. Yeah, um, I can't see it's been anything else other than a big Worcester win. Do you think a big win? I think a big win. Yeah. So the game will be so. If it was a very open game in great conditions, then I could see a big Worcester win. Now, it won't be great conditions, and it will be a real scrap. Well, where are they? Irish or...? No, uh, six ways. Right, so it's six ways, so it's a plastic pitch there. So you yeah, it's the... pl- plastic pitch. You don't need to, you don't need to worry about the well, about any potential wetness. Yeah. Um, if it was a wide open game, I think actually that, that suits London Irish pretty well. I mean, they've got some really nice attacking pieces. There's, I, I just don't see any way that Irish can win this. I don't either, really. But I don't think it'll be open. I don't think it'll be particularly open. Look at the, um, is it Sale Worcester a few weeks ago that we yep. we thought was going to be, uh, well, it should have been on paper about fifty points each, but. It was a really low-scoring game because it kind of got dragged down to that level. Uh, yeah, first game sale of one over a year away from home. Wow. So, yeah, they they sh- really should have done better than what they did. Uh, having said that, I'm sure that another win for Worcester, that's going to make a, a big difference in in the table, is it not? Where, where, where could they go to? Uh, they'd stay in 11th place. No, would they? But they, they, well, depending on what happens with Northampton, but... Um, they could be three points behind Northampton. I wonder if Northampton get dragged into all this. Possibly. Possibly. Delicious. <laughs> yeah, there, there is a, there is a bit of a gap. <clears throat> Northampton. So, Quinns and Newcastle on twenty four points. Sale on twenty three. Northampton on twenty two. Then you drop uh, eight points to Worcester on fourteen, and then another six to London Irish on on eight. This this is the season for London Irish, isn't it? Um, it's, it seems crazy saying that with you know we're only at the halfway stage, but it really is a six pointer, ten pointer, whatever you want. Yeah, whatever you want to call uh, it. Uh, what would, so what would the gap if if Worcester won, let's say four points to to zero points, for example? What it, it would then be a ten point gap. <sighs> You're not still only t- still only three wins, two 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 or three wins, yeah, but, but I mean the Premiership is actually 
I mean, this this year it feels like it's easy to pick up wins. I could see London Irish being able to beat Harlequins. I could see them being able to beat in, uh, a Newcastle. I can see them even being able to run someone like Sale close. So it it feels like they're a long way away, but actually they're probably not. It's not probably not as, not as harsh as previous seasons. No. Hmm. They do miss having a real cool head at ten. Yeah. Mm. They've so got a very very good attacking ten, but not a not a game managing ten. And well, Tommy Bell's been playing there. Uh, he's been lining up there for the last couple of games, so. You've kind of been using him and, and James Marshall at kind of interchangeable 10 and 15. And Tommy Bell's a great kicker, mm. but he's not a brilliant, he's not a, a game manager. Well, like they say, if you've got two 10s, you haven't got any. I'm thinking, yeah. I, think, I think they're closer to not having any yeah. just generally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, really... That isn't true because I can have two two good 10s. Because, yeah, Tommy, Tommy Bell uh, has played more rugby outside backs, 15. Uh, James Marshall played most of his rugby for the Hurricanes as a winger or fullback. Yeah. So and Theo Brophy Clues was their man a couple of years. What year? You don't see it? And Tonks. Uh, Tonks has gone to Edinburgh. Oh. oh, oh. Um, but Theo Brophy Clues not really kicked on. He's a he's a young guy, so he will have a future. But yeah. Um, yeah, I can't see for, for, for again for that game management reason. I I, I cannot see London Irish. They don't. They, they're not just don't seem, don't seem able to connect. Uh, actually, pretty relatively gnarly competitive forward pack with guys like Alex Lewington. They can't seem to yeah. sort of connect the two. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And their their centres, you know, Tikaratuma and um, yeah, and Mulcrone. And, uh, it's just yeah. Biggest yeah. disappointment so far for me has been Joe Cock and a singer in the Premiership. Yeah, we've not really seen much of him, have we? I don't know if he's been injured or they don't fancy him or what, but I thought this guy was going to rock up, uh, score 65 tries. Is that why you sell it? That's why you picked him up for your fantasy draft team? Exactly, exactly <laughs> what happened. <laughs> I, th- I feel let down. He's only just come back fit. He did tear up trees in the championship, but a very different pro- challenge. Yeah. Um, so so you've got to get him the ball, and you've got to get him the ball with a bit of time and space, and that's not what they're able to do. Really. There is one other thing to consider, really. Is with Worcester, yes, they're a bit resurgent, and I think they've got the better team. Yeah, but I wonder how much it plays on the players' minds that I think well, there's a lot of them who are going to have their contracts expiring at the end of the year. I'm not sure Worcester are in a situation to redo all the contracts because they're trying to sell the club. I wonder if that does take its toll on the team and the, you know, with the director of rugby leaving as well. Hmm. Yeah, I mean the direct to rugby issue is not the same, but I would suggest the same things happening at London Irish. There'll be there'll be guys wondering where their future may lay. Older guys that probably won't be championship, uh, won't be kept if they're in the championship, and younger guys all thinking, do I do I need to jump ship now? Yeah, Frank's guys got... like Alex Lewington. Yeah. Well, Frank's will be the other one. He doesn't want to go against the championship. No, no. No. I can't. I can't see past the Worcester win. Unfortunately, as much as I, yeah. I, I really want London Irish to win this, got a soft spot for them, but I can't see it. All right. So scores, well, points differences. I Worcester say. by eleven. I think it'd be tighter than that, but Worcester by six points. Worcester by fifteen. Mm. There you go. Leo com. Get involved. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You boys, I'm, I'm going to go and tuck you in. You look, you look like you're <laughs> absolutely hanging. I'm, I'm, you need to make your alarm. Fact, 
can we can we convert that to an MP3 and Would make be... make Will Greenwood oh. an alarm download? You don't really see how funny it is until you actually watch the video. I watched England rugby train on Monday and walked away wanting to be a better person. He's really sincere, he means it. He does not mean it. It's the least sincere video I've ever watched. That's why it's brilliant. Emulate them, plagiarise them, whatever it takes. Find an inspiration and hunt them down. Wow. That is exactly what I'm going to do right now. <laughs> Likewise. Boys, it's been a pleasure. Let the boys play. Let the boys play. Oh, right, so... Oh, sorry, go. Cornerstone.co.uk slash eggchasers. Get that last-minute Christmas present. Get yourself booked up and onto our Tier 2 tour. And we will have another episode coming. So hit subscribe in your channel. And uh, we'll bring you it to you very on, soon. On Christmas Eve? Um, no. Because I'm, I'm working and then I want to get back and put the kids to bed and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and then when they're in bed, you can come over and we'll, and we'll have a few shows and do, and do the podcast. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. No. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll happily record one another day. We'll do that. Anyway. Yeah, no, no one's going to listen to it. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. LTBB. Bye-bye. Absolutely. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.